Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Welcome to Pursuing the Patriots, brought to you by the Connecticut Scoreboard. I'm your host, Jared Cutler. The first episode in our series takes us right to one of the deal makers himself, former Connecticut Governor John Rowland. In this episode, Governor Rowland talks about how the deal came to be where and when the deal seemed to fall apart, and more. Let's now get to my interview with Governor John Rowland. I'd like to get from your perspective, when, when did this deal between the Patriots and the state of Connecticut first start to, to gain some traction, where, where you thought there was a chance that you could actually get this deal passed? So um, kind of the, the, the magic uh, of the whole issue with the Patriots really tied into the fact that we were going to go Division One a for UConn football. So that was really the connection. And so um, I was working with the AD at UConn, and we were talking about the need for, you know, 40 to 45,000 seats for, you know, a UConn facility. You know, it'd have to be brand new. We'd either have to do it on campus or somewhere else. So with that issue in hand, I had a chance to look at what was going on with the Patriots. You know, obviously, Bob Kraft was kind of shopping it around to Rhode Island and Connecticut. So if we did not, if we weren't going Division One A for UConn, we never would have pursued the Patriots idea. And, and my thought was was economical. You know, if we're already going to build forty-five thousand seats, why not, you know, double the amount and have the Patriots on Sundays and UConn football games on Saturdays? So that that was kind of the the economic idea. Um, and then the next step was it would have some economic development impact on Hartford. So. It would kind of be a twofer. We were doing Adrian's Landing, the Science Center, the Marriott, all the all the development along the water there. So we thought we would tie it in. Uh, what we did realize, you know, in the process was that the Adrian's Landing site really wasn't going to work, and uh, we were actually looking at Rensselaer Field early on with Bob Kraft. And uh, long story short, when we jumped into the whole connection and, and we started doing the background. One of the things I realized, of course, was that, you know, Bob Kraft could be playing us a little bit and using us for leverage. So little known, little reported issue, um, I made the Patriots and Bob Kraft post a million dollar bond. And this was kind of it's kind of like a surety bond. And basically it said, uh, if you talk with any other teams or, or, or states or even in Massachusetts, if you have any other discussions with anybody else about where you would locate the team, you will forfeit this million dollar bond. So at that point, I didn't want to be used against leverage in Massachusetts with the legislature or anywhere else. So um, the little known fact, maybe you didn't even know this at the time, was that when Bob Kraft pulled the plug after we were probably going at it for probably a good eight or nine months at least, and we, you know, signed all kinds of, you know, paperwork and we put the proposal together, we got the legislature to take action. And so when he actually pulled the plug, I said, okay, um, I know that you've been talking to the Massachusetts legislature and negotiating with them. And as it turned out, I think they, the legislature ended up giving them, or not giving them, but doing like $75 million worth of infrastructure improvements around the stadium, which was one of the nightmares of the stadium location in Foxborough. So I, I called them and I said, hey, I know you've been negotiating with the legislature. You, you used us for leverage. And so you, you owe us, you owe us, matter of fact, I said, I'll call you back in a week. We're going to calculate all the costs, engineering, all the costs that we put into 
the stadium, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you what the bill is. And I called him back, and I said, it's, I think it was you know, $2.3 million state incurred costs. He said, okay. So he gave us the million-dollar bond. And then the other little-known fact is that the NFL, which also was involved in this ruse, they wrote a check to the state of Connecticut for, I think it was like $1.3 million, whatever the difference was. So we actually collected the, the cost that, that we were associated with trying to bring the Patriots to Connecticut. Then, of course, we ended up doing UConn at Rensselaer Field anyway, you know, with the 40 to 45,000 seats. And when it started off, it was going gangbusters. It's uh, not quite so great right now, but <laughs> it started off pretty well. You talk about the, the NFL helping out there. What was the NFL's perspective on the team moving to Hartford? Did they try to step in and, and get involved to block any of this or, or to work out keeping them in Massachusetts? Well, great question. They were for it. And um, matter of fact, um, I forgot who it was, but they actually came to Connecticut. When we were doing the hearings, the NFL actually sent a representative to Connecticut to the legislature and he submitted testimony. He didn't end up testifying for some reason, but he ended up submitting testimony basically saying that we approve of this move and we're in favor of it as long as the conditions are met for a number of seats and so forth and so on. The, the dirty little secret that I didn't know until well into the process was this. The other owners had to vote to approve the move of an NFL franchise. I didn't really think that meant anything or mattered. But I ended up talking to another owner that I happened to know, and she told me two interesting things. She said, the other owners are never going to approve it. I said, why? They said, well, number one, we share all the TV revenue, and the TV revenue for Boston, Foxborough, uh, is rated and ranked like number four. So it's a big TV revenue location. <clears throat> she said, Hartford, maybe it's number 24. So the double-edged sword, she said to me, was, you're going, the other owners are going to lose the shared revenue because you're going to go from four to 24. And they don't really like Bob Kraft that much. And he's going to get, you know, literally a stadium for free. And so there's a little bit of resentment that he will do extremely well and the rest of the owners will suffer. So that was kind of the, the when I heard that well into the process, I knew that we were in trouble of losing the deal. And if I recall, Kraft made up something about environmental issues or, you know, some other Mickey Mouse excuse for not coming to Hartford. The truth is he got the deal in Massachusetts. The, the legislative leaders there really started to get nervous that Kraft could move. And so they, they didn't know whether he was bluffing or whether he was really going to do it. So when they feared that he really was going to move, they came through with the infrastructure improvements, the road improvements to Foxborough. Was there a point in the negotiations where you thought, Maybe this is going off the rails a little bit, and he is playing us a bit. Yeah, I, th I think um, when when I found out about the approval process from my friend, who was one of the owners of another team, um, I, I I went to him and I said, "Hey, you know, listen, I, you have to get the approval of the other owners. It's not going to happen." And he assured me, "Oh no, that's not a big deal. I'm chairman of the finance committee or whatever the committee was." He said, "Everybody loves me. It should work out fine." So, uh, but I knew in the back of my mind that. We might be, you know, we, I knew from day one that there was a chance that he was using us, or I even assumed he was using us. And so I went in with, with my eyes open, which is why I had him post the bond. But I thought, you know what? We've got to build a stadium anyway. If we can get the Patriots here, that would be a home run. We've got nothing to lose by pursuing this. 
And so through most of the process, even as we got it passed through the legislature, the, the one dilemma I had uh, when you asked the question about, you know, was there a chance it was going off the rails? Two things. One was I was worried about the Adrian's Landing location. Um, you know, it was in Hartford. We had a lot of other things being built there. It was where the old gas company was. I was worried about it fitting there. But the political problem I had is that everybody wanted the Patriots in Hartford because of the economic development and, you know, all the companies are there. But the truth is that Rensselaer Field would be a much better location for the Patriots because of ability to get in and out, just like the UConn games. But there wasn't as much political support to go to East Hartford as there was to Hartford. So that was a dilemma I was facing at the end there. So two things at work. One was he's going to pull the plug and not be able to get the owners to, to come on board. And number two, I was worried about location. And he, I showed him uh, Rensselaer Field. He thought it was a great location. He didn't care whether it was Rensselaer Field or Hartford. For me, politically, I had to balance between <clears throat> the legislators in East Hartford and all the political leaders and all the business leaders in Hartford. So that was kind of the, the two-pronged dilemma I was facing near the end of the end of the line there. How tough was it to negotiate and get this deal through with the legislature? Because um, I'm sure that there were the critics there, as there would be now if an idea like this was to come out with, oh, you know, we're throwing a lot of money at a guy who's got a lot of money, um, you know, things like that. How did you work on, on getting them on board with this plan? Well, that's, that's a great question. So it, the way it was coming together, ironically, was that a lot of the urban leaders, you know, certainly Tom Ritter, Speaker of the House at the time, was a, was a huge partner in all of it. And uh, he knew that this was going to be a huge economic benefit. Remember, I think it was the following year the Patriots won the, the Super Bowl. So, I mean, again, if you close your eyes and imagine if the Patriots were in East Hartford or Hartford today or over the last 10 years, it would have been extraordinary, or last 20 years, I should say. So it would have been, an, you know, looking back, would have been an incredible run. I had a terrible, I had a terrible problem trying to get Fairfield County legislators, who were all Republicans, pretty much, try to get them on board. So they were my greatest contest. Um, and so one of the things we kept negotiating was, well, they have to have a practice field somewhere. So maybe we'll do that in Waterbury, or maybe we'll do it in Stamford, or maybe we'll do it in East Hartford. So those are a couple of the issues floating around out there. But for the most part. The Hartford area legislators came on board. They knew that um, <clears throat> UConn had to have a, a stadium anyway. Randy Etzel was, was uh, I think he was the coach at the time. I know he was the coach when we did the stadium at Rensselaer. So it was right about the same time. So Randy Etzel was key uh, in talking with legislators. So, again, I kept selling that it was a twofer, that we're going to go 1A. we gotta, we got to take the team to 45,000 seats. You know, here's just the added benefit of just extending it a bit. We're already in for nickel. It's going for a dime. But it was a hard sell to legislators outside of the immediate area. Don't forget the economy was good. We had surpluses. We had tax cuts. We were giving, sending rebates back to people. So the timing was good economically. Um, and it just took a little bit of you know, a little negotiations and some hard work. But um, we were able to put the package together. From your perspective, what was it like when you finally did hold that press conference with Kraft, uh, you know, at the state capitol to, to announce the deal? D did you still feel at that time, you know, there was a chance, you know, the rug could kind of still get pulled up from underneath you guys? Sure. I mean, that was always the um, that was always the problem. I mean, that was always kind of the, the lurking feeling in the back of your head. But, you know, my thought was, you know what, you know, with, without any risk, there's no reward. And, you know, sometimes whether... 
it's business or politics or your personal life, you, you got to take a chance. And uh, that's the only way you have great rewards. So I, I kept thinking to myself, okay, we've got nothing to lose by pursuing this. We've got him to the 10 yard line. You remember that press conference? We're holding up the shirt. Um, one of the things that was really, I know, aching at him was that he hated to leave. I mean, he's a Boston guy and he was hating to leave. We always say Boston, Foxborough is like an hour and a half away, but they, somehow they always got away with it being a Boston team. <clears throat> and uh, it's an ugly hour and a half, too, by the way. So, I mean, it's, it's a hard, painful ride. So, but he kept saying to me, oh, gosh, you know, they're really hitting me pretty hard. You know, the Boston press were killing him. They're calling him Connecticut Bob. And so, in it, it personally, he was having great difficulty making the switch. And, and I knew, and I saw that. I could feel it, and I knew it. But I also knew that, you know, there's a chance that the that nothing will happen in Massachusetts. And they kept saying, go ahead. We don't care if you leave. We're not doing anything for you. And I didn't know what he was trying to get. We actually had to uh, hire some people to get the information that he was negotiating with the legislative leaders at the time. So my, my, my feeling was, hey, we've got nothing to lose. I got the million-dollar bond, which, again, most people didn't even know about. Um, and we're going to build a stadium one way or the other, whether it's going to be 90,000 seats or 45,000 seats. So I thought, uh, keep running it down. Maybe we'll get lucky. And, you know, a lot of people around me said, you know, he's playing you and, you know, you could have a little egg on your face. And I said, well, I'm, I'm willing to risk that uh, because if we pull it off, it'll be it'll be great. So you go from that press conference to then uh, I, I think it's a few months later from that, that, that he does announce he, he's pulling out when he, he decided to pull out uh, Bob Kraft from this deal. Did he give you a reason? What was it? The plant uh, in the site of the stadium, uh, the environmental issues? What, what did he tell you were his reasons for pulling out of it? Yeah, he told me he told me that um, his uh, engineers got back to him and there were some environmental concerns, blah, blah, blah. Well, we've been at this for about nine or ten months. So I knew if, if there were any environmental issues, we would have known about them well ahead of time. So, or if they were too costly to fix. So um, I knew that was kind of a, a lame excuse. So I, I didn't buy it for a second. So as soon as he said to me, hey, I'm pulling out, you know, this is the reason, environmental issues. That's when I immediately said to him, I said, okay, um, you know, you owe us a lot of money and I'll call you in a week and give you the exact numbers. And oh, by the way, I at that point, we actually hired some investigators, some professionals that were able to patch together the uh, the information that he was uh, working with the legislators. And shortly thereafter, by the way, they announced the improvements to the Foxborough traffic areas. So, um, you know, so he, he can't, and he didn't care. You know, he, he's not a billionaire for, for nothing. He, he, yeah, for him, this was business. And, uh, you know, that's how these guys operate. You know, these, you know, he basically said, hey, okay, yeah, I'm going to write out a check. So for him to write out a check for a million bucks to get what he got at Foxborough was well worth it. It was very curious that the NFL, who also had, you know, they had, again, as I said, they had gone along with this and and were in favor of it. But in essence, they were just doing what's best for their member team. You know, don't forget, they, the NFL, they, you know, they, they represent all those teams. So, Although they played the game with us, which is what they did, they also knew that they had to back up whatever Kraft was going to do and whatever worked for him. So I, I was a little shocked, frankly, that, that they wrote a check as well. I, I thought it would all come, come from Kraft, but 
Uh, that's the way it worked out. During this whole saga, the Boston media was quick to take shots at, at Hartford in, in Connecticut as a whole. Were, were you surprised to, to have those shots thrown at the state? Well, yeah, it, and it was personal, too. I mean, they kept calling us the uh, the uh, filing cabinet city and the filing cabinet state, and, you know, the, we weren't the insurance capital anymore. But they were getting stung. I mean, it, it was... You know, what cracked me up was it's the Boston media pretending that it's a Boston team when it's really out in Foxborough. And all day long, I would argue that the resources of of Hartford or even East Hartford far outweigh what's happening in Foxborough. I mean, it's a nice area, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. So, and by the way, the, the Crafts did a tremendous job on the new stadium. You know, they, they really did a great job, and I have to give them credit for that. So they made it a destination with all their improvements. Um, but yeah, the, but the Boston guys, I mean, they're advocates. They, they didn't want to lose the Patriots. That would have been embarrassing to them, <clears throat> not to them personally, but to the community. So I, I wasn't really surprised at the shots they were taking. And don't forget, you know, poor Hartford for the last hundred years, we've been that city in between New York and Boston, you know, whether it's, you know, lose, you know, losing the whalers and, and, you know, we've never been able to have a, a real professional team except for the whalers. And we ended up you know, obviously losing them. So we were always that in-between city or that in-between state that, and frankly, a little bit fickle when it comes to supporting our teams. I mean, Gino has, uh, you know, one or two losses in a year and everybody says, oh my, you know, the team's gone to hell. I mean, it's, it's pretty fickle uh, sports fans. And, um, you know, so it's it's it was hard, for example, even with the Whalers, trying to get corporate public support to keep them was very challenging when I first came into office, uh, whatever, 25 years ago. Did, did you think there was the corporate support to, to handle the Patriots should they ha- have made that move? Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly at that time, because, again, the economy was good. We had all the insurance companies. We had you know, new financial companies coming into the town. We had United Technologies. Matter of fact, um, you know, again, getting back to Rensselaer Field, United Technologies donated Rensselaer Field to the state of Connecticut, whether it was going to be used for the Patriots or UConn. And so they they stepped up. That was probably worth about seven, eight million dollars. So they were prepared to support our venture. Uh, And so that was that was a big uh, commitment. the economy was good. Things were different. Um, and we were you know, kind of robust and, and it would have been perfect fit with the Yukon uh, operation. That, w- that was the key to the whole thing. Now, let me say this. If Yukon was not going Division 1A and we didn't need a stadium, I never would have considered having the Patriots try to come to Hartford. I'll, I'll get you out of here on this one, Governor. I know you, you joked when, when the deal did fall through that you were going to be forever a Jets fan. You, you still a Jets fan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I, it's so. I, I'll tell you one inside funny story. The next year, of course, the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl, and Kraft calls me, and he says, "Hey, do you want to come to the Super Bowl?" I know what it was. They, the, the press at the time asked me, "Are you supporting the Patriots?" And I said, "I can." I said, "I can support the Patriots." I said, "And I can support the team." I said, "I don't have to support the owner." So a year later, Kraft calls me. He says, oh, I saw your nice comments in the paper. And would you like to come to the Super Bowl? And I said, number one, I said, you probably didn't read it that carefully because I said, I like the team and I like the players and I love Brady and Gronk and those guys. And I said, but I didn't say anything nice about you. He says, ah, that's okay. Do you want to come? I said, absolutely not. I says, I'll get killed. (laughs) 
So I, I have been a Patriots fan all these years. I have friends to this day that have been absolutely disavowed the Patriots because of what they did. But you know what? I knew it going in. I, I, I had my eyes open. And again, I, I've loved the team. My, more importantly, a couple of my kids are diehard Patriot fans. I lived in Boston for a while, so I, I couldn't go against them. So uh, I, I got over it. And uh, But I did make the joke about the Jets. <laughs> Imagine being a Jets fan yeah. all those years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> for, for sure. Governor, really appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on today. Appreciate it. You bet. You got the inside scoop. Thanks. Thanks, Governor. Behind the scenes. Love it. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.